welcome to episode four of FOMOcast The, the Corner. Corner. We just finished watching the episode four of Riverdale. Riverdale. We're super excited. Um, remember, everyone, check us out on the Pod Bros Network. We're getting our listens up quicker. We're, we're hitting that 30 listen mark that we usually get after a little time. We're hitting it real quick now. Cool. So, Pod Thank Bros you. Network. It's podbros.com. Go over there, listen to their podcast, listen to our podcast, spread the love, spread everything. So, this week, remember there's spoilers, so just you know. Yeah, this is that. This is what it's meant for. This is what it's meant for. It's yeah. spoilers only. Um, this week was a little bit different. Um, when we and Arnaldo were watching it, we kind of I mentioned the fact that uh, it's almost like Jughead. He knows more in his narrative self than he does in the actual person. That's true. So when he mentions certain things, he's like, "Oh, you know." And this is when this happened. Almost okay. So this is what I'm also thinking too. Do you think it could be that you know he, this has already happened and he's just kind of going back to reflecting on it? I can't tell if it's that or uh-huh. if it's um, if it's like a like a daily re- reflection. Like each episode, he's reflecting back on everything that happened in the episode. For that episode, yeah. But some of the stuff's too broad. Yeah, like about the putting the locks on the doors. Mm-hmm. It's very like. Like he's I've looking, been there before. He's looking from the future, like yeah. five years down the road, and saying this is when everybody started locking their doors. And exactly. I was like, "All right, you know, I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I get it. He's the narrator, but it's like, uh, stand by me, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and and then Mikey went to you know write a book, and then <laughs> whatever. And just you just with yeah the different voice. Yeah. So um, so. This episode starts, they do the little recap thingy, and I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed because the recap's starting with his dad getting shot every single time. <laughs> it's Fred getting shot. And I'm like, you can only, we get it. He got shot. Well, the first season, they kept showing um, the brother going missing and stuff, so. That's true. He rolled yeah. the boat and everything. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. It's understandable. I get it. Yeah. So, um, it starts with doing all that, and then. Um, because, because remember, like, this is what. Like with each season so far, it's like that main traumatic event. They have to figure out why this happened. True. So I think you have to keep it reminding. That's a traumatic event. That yeah. makes really a lot of sense. Yeah. So the first problem that we have with this episode, we're going to start with it, is uh, Archie keeps <laughs> calling, calling Veronica Ronnie. Ronnie. So dumb. <laughs> so I started watching the episode, and they're was like, hey, hold up. Let me come watch it with you. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was, Ronnie? Who's Ronnie? And I go, Veronica. He goes, so apparently Archie wants to date a dude. Yeah. And I was like, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, why is he calling her Ronnie the whole time? It doesn't, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. And it's, it's some sort of gimmicky, th- I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, in the Hispanic community, they usually go by Vero. You know? Like, hey, Vero. Well, maybe that's what you're calling her. She is Hispanic, and I think she's I Hispanic on the show. She well, is. Her dad would probably call her that. <laughs> so we get more of her dad, um, him being conniving. He's like, oh, Smithers. The thing is, though, is that it doesn't play anything. Yeah. That's why I didn't get it. The daughter was like, oh, yeah, he's being a jerk. I'm like, okay, well, then what was the point of that whole interaction to go down? Normally in a show, it would have her be mad at Archie because mm-hmm. Archie lied and he, her dad didn't give him the idea. Or she would go to her dad and be like, 
I know you did this because what the way he said it was the way you said things. None of yeah. that, neither of that things happened. They're basically all, everything's hunky dory. Everything's fine. Um, Veronica's mom earlier in the episode does confront her and tell her basically, she's basically saying, I'm your dad's ride or die because I know what his plan is. Yeah. You need to figure out what Archie's plan is. Yeah. And so ironically enough, um, Archie gets caught about the video. The video's everywhere. Yeah. He's like, I took it down, but they just kept repeating it and making copies. So um, he gets called in the office, and he basically, the principal repeats everything and says, you're off the football team until, you know, you sign this thing saying you apologize to everybody. And he's like, hey, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, all that, well, this is little. My favorite thing is, so the first thing thing that happens is Jughead's researching serial killers, which is kind of smart. Yeah. He's going over, and he, as he's saying them in the beginning, you see the images of all the different dudes standing there about different serial killers. And And so. Trying to get into their psyche. My favorite was the librarian. About how because they're Southsiders, the Northside little weirdo boys making the the um, video, that's detrimental to the city too. And I'm like, really? He's, <laughs> he's trying to catch the dude that's killing people. I'm like, all right. So they're going over all that. And then Jughead goes to the table and they have the video playing. And they told one of the dudes he's going to go jump that guy and bring his head to the them. And he's going to yeah. get patched in. And that's when you realize, because our uh, Jughead says, why don't you go after the the Black Hood instead? And he's yeah. like, that dude's only killing Northsiders. Yeah. He's our friend. Yeah. Or like, he's our hero. And then that's when I was like, well, maybe he is a Northsider or Southsider. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know whether to believe that or to believe that they're trying to set us up to believe that it's a Southsider. Yeah. I don't know. But all the while, this is all happening after Betty receives a letter from a the letter. Black Hood stating that, hey, because of your inspirational speech, this is why I'm doing this for. I'm doing this I'm for doing you. I'm doing it for you. Yeah. So this, that does lead me to believe that it could be a serpent because, you know, they felt the injustice was being done to them the last season. So maybe he's just trying to get back at them. I don't know. I That was that gave me chills when it, when it got revealed because I was like, oh, this is straight. Like, they're going deep in this. Yeah. Because, you know— on a normal show, you're not going to get this much revelation that early on the season. Yeah. That's a big revelation because yeah. that's basically like he, he's doing everything for her. It's like someone finding out in like a like the screen movies mm-hmm. how the first one, her boyfriend is the one that's the killer. Yeah. And you're just like, so he was being next for the whole time, threatening her and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And that's usually what happens. You find out down the road who this is who the person was. Yeah. So. I think it was a great way to get her um, her gay friend back with her because he's like, I can't believe he told my dad. He told my mom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like, well, this dude's a psycho and he's doing everything for me. Yeah. That kind of breaks the ice and it's brings like, him oh, back in the fold. You have actual problems. <laughs> right. Um, the weird thing about this episode is they keep trying to, to play the, um, the relationship with Jughead and that uh, serpent girl. I don't I don't feel that. I think it's more or less like I think she's still trying to see if he's worthy of being in their in their crew. I don't well he doesn't want to be in the crew though. No, I know. But But the thing the thing I don't know I don't know if it's that or if it's she's 
she has ties to his dad that he doesn't know about yeah. and he's trying to protect him. So she's keeping tabs on him all the time. And it looks more like she's trying to get with them, which is bothering Betty. What if they're siblings? I mean, it's from a possi- another mother. It's a possibility, especially yeah. being in the biker gang like that. I mean, that's right. It's a possibility because, I mean, they didn't reveal that he was Jughead's dad until, what, like five episodes deep last season? Yep. So, I mean, it's a possibility. Um, this one was a very intense episode. Like I told you, no killing. Yeah. No killing. Just a lot of a lot of verbal and physical fighting between North and South. Um, I will say the, the the idea to put the red circles all over the south side was a dumb idea to begin with. Yeah, Archie's just, he's not in the right state of mind. He, he's being, uh, he's being the, a weirdo. And the funny part is, the funny part is, every single episode, if something towards the end of the episode came out earlier, half the stuff in the episode would have been prevented. Yep. So if Archie would have known that the letter was sent to Betty, he wouldn't have done any of that stuff. Yeah. Because Betty's the one that can draw that guy out. But it seems like they're not really communicating as much as they used to be. You know, because of I mean, whatever is going on. But you're friends yeah. still, and you're dating each other's friends. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't seem like they're like trying to communicate like they used to. So I I think that what they're trying to set up is a more of a separate storyline. Yeah, they're trying to make it like okay, look, this you got is, Betty and Jughead, and then you got Veronica Ver- and not Archie. even that too. You you got they're setting it almost as a a, a, a how would you there's a trifecta. What's it? What's four? A quadfecta. Because <laughs> no, because no lie. So you have the Jughead Betty situation, but they also have their own stuff. Yeah, you have the Veronica uh, Archie stuff, and that has their own stuff split off. Yeah. So I mean, there's it's, it's endless possibilities how these stories can go. Yeah. Now I don't know how they do drama shows like this because I know mo- all of them are filmed. Yeah. Because like sitcoms, they can make adjustments. So. They can be three episodes out and go, oh, we're changing this. So I don't know if what they're doing is they're going to build up these four storylines. And then if they get added ones on for the end, do they, you know, hey, let's keep, put the kibosh on this one and move them over here. Or what do we do? Yeah. Because there's so much stuff that could happen. I mean, Fred. So I'm getting kind of. um I don't know. Fred's bothering me a little bit because he's so sissy Lala. He's just like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that's uh Archie's dad. Archie's dad. Yeah. He, well, uh, I mean, with good reason. I mean, he's still on the mend really. Right. I mean, not, not really, not enough. Not enough. I think emotionally, me, maybe emotionally. Yeah. And then I, I, his, his mom's gone again. Molly <laughs> Ringwald's not there to be seen anymore. She was there the first yeah. episode. And now she's gone again. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I think well, she's gonna. I think she's making seventeen candles. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be an it too. That was a people uh, don't know that people they wanted her to play the person in it. What the clown? No, the girl. <laughs> because apparently they kept oh, saying okay, that okay. in the original the t- miniseries, she looked the girl looked like a young Molly Ringwald. Okay, or was it Molly Ringwald? I don't know. No, no, no. So they said that. Some other girl. So it looked like a young Molly Ringwald. Yeah, that's right, because it was nineties it came out. Yeah, yeah it said yeah. that she looked like a young Molly Ringwald. So wouldn't it be book? funny? No, in the oh. in the original one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're like, wouldn't it be funny if it made her the adult in the new one? Oh, that'd be neat. So, yeah. but yeah, she disappeared. She's not on the show anymore. So I'm just kind of like, well, you know, I guess we're gonna bail on that storyline. That maybe that's one of the things. Maybe people said they didn't they didn't care about him and her getting back together. Yeah. So it's whatever. Um, 
So as we hinted, there's was, there was a big fight between the Southside Serpents and the Red Circle who come back to... Uh, the Bulldogs versus the Snakes. The Bulldogs versus the Snakes. And, and if you guys didn't know, um, Bulldogs eat snakes for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> according to the one dude. I don't, I don't need even need to remember his name. Yeah. Um, but it was just... it was. I get why the fight. So the fight happens because Archie pulls a gun on the serpents. Yeah. And the first thing I said is, so apparently you just carry pocket knives when you, when you're in this yeah. bike, bike gang. And, uh, you know, Arnold said, starts like snapping, his, story. Yeah, snapping <laughs> his fingers like West Side Story. And I'm like, you, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, I'm like, this is how, okay, okay. But then he does find his house and he has his gang with them. And they're, and they're like, you know, Veronica's like, don't fight here. Yeah. They're and like, there's fresh pizza in here. Don't you dare ruin it. <laughs> and Archie even said, I promised my dad I wouldn't bring anything here. So yeah. they go out and fight their thing. And the nerdy Boy Scout kid gets stabbed in the leg. We don't know what happened to him because the episode ends with him going to the hospital. Yeah. And then he's like, I, um, but, I got attacked by some serpents. Even well, though that was not what happened. Well, that's what he said. What is he, What do you say? And I'm like, this is not going to be good. No. It's going to lead to something bad because yeah. now you're going to have the serpents going after these dudes because they're putting them in the prime yeah. prime spot when and then the sheriff's going to be like what's going on it's just going to be a cluster mess it's going to be a big mess and i you know I, I I like this show for how dramatic it was. That fight scene was different. They haven't yeah. done that in the show yet. It was a slow mo, almost Batman like bullet time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But what I liked about it was is it wasn't like um, unrealistic. It was le- except for the rain. It never rains that much. No, it doesn't <laughs> rain that much. But I mean, oh, I possibly. I've seen some. I've seen some football games on camera where it looks like it's not raining. You look down there and they're just you can see the water bouncing off their helmets. Yeah. But. In the end, the way they shot that was pretty brilliant because it was just normal, like just guys getting tackled, guys getting kicked. They're bouncing around. Um, So that was a great scene. And then they end it with the narration coming back. Mm -hmm. And this was what makes me think that uh, Jughead knows everything because he's like, and then they went back to where it all started. Yeah. I don't think Archie or Veronica are Matt telling Daddy. Jughead <laughs> that they went over there to throw a gun off the bridge. Yep. Because the less people that know, the less problems you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm iffy <laughs> on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think too many of these shows are like we got nine episodes. We Let's got cliffhang the crap out of these. Do whatever and. The thing is, is like when we first started watching, I go, dude, they drop a freaking a bomb right in the start of it when yeah. they said that he was writing, doing everything for Betty, Betty. And it's her move, essentially. Right. Yeah. She, and so in that letter was also a thing. She, he gives her a key to decipher everything. Mm-hmm. So that's how. You find out that there was going to be a possible assassination over at the town hall meeting. Possible. And it's also how you find out how Betty is kind of getting a little jealous of Jughead's friend from the Serpents, the chick thing, Tony. Okay. Because she was helping him decipher it when he was at the black and gold. And then that's what I think. So, so south side's black and gold. The north side is blue and gold. So... You know, they started deciphering it and then they're all hanging out, deciphering it, deciphering it. And then the one thing I thought was really weird. So, you know how you thought that maybe she's just checking to make sure he's a cool dude. And yeah. He's not trying to date him. Like kind of like vetting him. Yeah. I started feeling like that when she ratted him out about sitting with the serpents to Betty. Because why would you do that? 
you're 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 getting them to communicate now. You could have just told not said anything yeah. and kept no. She's like you know he hangs out with us, mm-hmm. so she didn't tell she didn't tell Betty what happened with the fight, but she said hey look, you know he's sitting with us. Yep. But he tells her it's for a reason. She falls asleep and she wakes up and they decipher the code uh, that night uh, later on after uh, he during the fight. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Jug. No, what? No, I didn't say that, that night. Oh, that night. after the fight. Oh, okay. No, that night. Well, during the fight, this happens. Yeah, yeah. After she she gets exposed because Jughead brings her books over and goes, well, this is the this note was in there. And you got some explaining to do, and she's like, well, I don't want everyone to get mad at me basically because I'm the one I started this. Uh murderous spree of this vigilante who's trying to get justice for the serpents. And then that's why she, she goes. So there was a word used. I can't remember what it was. The one that she used about her Uh, writing. uh, It's something uh, basically it's along the lines of my text tones, text tones. So basically it's, it's the way that a writer writes your text reflected in a certain manner, a certain pattern or whatever. She deciphers it. So my favorite part about the whole thing is we're watching it and she runs in there and tells them all and they all just sit there and then the power goes out and they're looking around and no one's doing anything. And the mayor's like, just calm down. So Betty slowly walks over to the fire alarm and pulls it and everyone walks away. And I'm like, you just did that in plain sight of every single person in here. Now they're just going to leave. I'm like, well, and then remember I mentioned, I'm like, okay, so somebody walks into a building and says, you guys need to leave or you're going to get murdered. Nobody bats an eye. And then she puts on, pulls the freaking fire alarm and everybody's like, oh, there's a fire. Even though there's no fire. And the funniest part is, it's the actually direct opposite of every single horror slasher movie. When someone says someone's in here to kill you, it ensues panic and everyone freaks out and tries to run into the doors. Like my favorite movie, Idle Hands. Good Halloween movie, by the way. Uh, Devin Sawa? I don't know who's in it. I just remember Seth Green's in it. Seth Green's dead. He's got a bottle stuck in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, good movie. Yeah. Like Wait, that. is it Devin Sawa? Possibly. I, I know, know it's got, what's her name, too? Um, it's uh, got the offspring in it. It's got the offspring. <laughs> they are. Dang it. I got it right here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the offspring is in it. They, they're they the ones that the hand falls down and rips off the dude's scalp from the main <laughs> dude. Yep, Devin Sawa. Yep, Seth Green, Devin Sawa, and then the love interest is what's her face? Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, that's oh, right. And Vivica Fox is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Foggy's in there. Eldon Hansen. Yeah, Peanut. Before he was anyone special, and then good old Fred Willard that likes to let the thing hang out in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And Timothy Stack. Yeah. From Son of the Beach. Remember that show back in the day? Oh yeah, got so many good stuff. And then Stephen Van Warmer, he was in Meet the Deedles. <laughs> oh, good old Meet the Deedles. So you know, Anyways, so random. we yeah, random. So we, uh, you know, I I I really like this show. No matter what, I keep I keep in it just because I don't know, man. I I've been watching this so much, and I've been watching the sh- the sh- the show itself has so much. It's weird. It's such a, it's a, it's an hour long show, basically 45 minutes when they take out commercials. And when you watch it, it doesn't feel like you're 
missing stuff here, missing stuff there. It's all pretty compact. Yeah. And they're still bouncing around. You know, I like it when shows don't do that thing where it's like, we need to go to my mom's house. She lives 30 minutes away. And then they're spending the whole time in the car. No, this is like, hey, we got to get to my mom's. Mm-hmm. Bam. Next thing you know, they're at their mom's house. They're cutting out drive time. They're not doing no filler time for for a movie or anything like that. So it's it's pretty awesome. So let us know what you think. Facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Uh, FOMO under underscore cast on Twitter and FOMA podcast on Instagram. Um, and then also make sure to go to the pod bros network, podbros.com. Uh, so we can, uh, get some more traffic over through that way as well. And then make sure to listen to our regular podcast. And I'm a little bit behind on uploading on the website, but give us some love on FOMOcast.com too. Yeah. Um, so we know we're going to be recording our other episode. We got lots of fun stuff on FOMOcast regular episode. So follow us there guys. Follow us there too. So, so off till next week at well, FOMOcast the corner featuring Chris and Arnold. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>